2: Welcome to the shutdown full cast. I'm your host, not Spencer Hall. I'm Jason Kirk, college football editor at SpNation.com. Joining me tonight is Ryan Nanny, who talks on YouTube. Yeah, I, and I, also I, uh, if it's also, a, if it's a free
1: distribution channel, I'm on it.
2: He also talks on Facebook and mm-hmm. um, Twitter.
1: Yeah, I'll, you send me you send me a see and say, and I'll if, I'll record over it.
2: If it's an <laughs> Off-platform video vertical, monetized for today's new media landscape, Verticals. Also joining us is Zach from Twitter. <laughs> Zach from Twitter.
0: Uh, yeah, I also speak, I, I talk, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm a lawyer, um, a soccer coach, and uh, that's about it.
2: Hey, you two are both lawyers. How'd you guys meet exactly?
1: But there's 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 a secret lawyer cruise that happens every every other month out of Mobile. It's scenic. It Just uh,
0: gets the Cozumel. Yeah.
1: Zach Zach is here uh, because Spencer is not. And when when Zach found this information out, uh, Zach, I'm going to quote you here if that's okay.
0: Yeah,
1: that's fine. Uh, he responded, uh, if Shutdown Fullcast normally is The Godfather, Shutdown without EDSBS is Geely. So my first question for you, Zach, is have you seen Geely?
0: No, to be honest, I've, uh, I've actually never seen Geely. Uh, I've just heard it's a terrible movie. And
2: uh, Have you uh, seen The Godfather?
0: I have seen The Godfather, Have yet. you seen
2: The Godfather 3?
0: I've seen it but I don't really remember it. So so
1: so Jason sort of got to the heart of my my first issue and that is number 1. I understand if you want to say that this podcast is worse without Spencer Hall. In fact, <laughs> I will agree with you. But I just found the comparison confusing because there were no there's no commonality between The Godfather and Geely.
0: It, you know that that is true um but you know i almost went with uh the godfather 3 and i don't mm-hmm. know i just i thought that maybe some people would think that oh the godfather 3 was was a great movie mm-hmm. so i just wanted Yeah we to-
2: can't have them thinking that <laughs> yeah. we can't have them thinking this is still a great podcast
0: <laughs> I do love this podcast, though. I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea. I mean, I'm, I do uh, listen every week. Okay. Zach, we, will,
2: don't, we don't know why you do that, but we appreciate it.
1: Zach, <laughs> we, will, we will forgive your, your transgression with one – if you have one assigned piece of penance. Okay. And that is in the next month, I want you to watch Geely and give us <laughs> your honest – and I want you to be fair – Interpret your fair review of it if you think it's garbage, it's garbage. If you think it's two stars, it's two stars.
0: I can, I can do it. Have you guys seen Geely? Hell no, No. who would
1: would see (laughs) Geely?
2: I don't even watch Tuesday Mac games.
0: If you guys have me on again, I will will come and I will give a a very thorough review of the movie
1: Geely. Okay, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Okay, you gotta, we gotta make sure you even step up and uh, first of all. Good luck finding Geely. There's a substantial <laughs> possibility you have to pay $17 to buy this on Amazon.
2: Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's under uh, E.T., Atari, Atari E.T.
1: So <laughs> it's on In you. that
2: New Mexico cavern.
1: Um, Zach, w- of which football team do you count yourself as a fan?
0: Uh, you guys and uh, the listeners are going to enjoy this. Uh, Alabama.
1: Mm, the rarest yeah. breed. Yes. <laughs> okay. a uh, um, novel.
0: Went there for undergrad and law school, and uh, you know, grew up uh, a, a a Todd fan. Did so. you go
1: to law school with Bud Elliott?
0: Um, I don't. What what class was he?
1: Oh man, I, I remember yeah, this is the thing. I can't. Bud is one of those people that could be thirty eight and he could be twenty four. <laughs> so I don't know, and I he's realize younger that's than not me.
2: Helpful. That's that's all I know.
1: Okay, so he probably let's so say about he's that, let's say he's class of oh seven oh eight somewhere in that range.
0: That would have been, he would have graduated right when I started. So I, I probably, he was probably a, a third year, a 3L when I was a 1L. So, so
2: you were following his legal precedent, so to speak.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right.
1: Did you ever hear whisperings in the hallways of the legend of Bud Elliott, attorney at law?
0: Um, Yeah, there was, it was a lot, there were a lot of uh, whisperings, mostly from the female professors. I don't know wow. what that
2: well, uh uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and they were all, uh, they were all talking about how like uh, you know our strength and conditioning program is garbage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. All right. So, Jason, do you have any questions you want to ask Zach about SEC football
2: after week? Uh. One? Yeah. That's probably an easy place to start. I mean, right. We just got through week one. Let's let's run through a few questions real quick. Um, I figure we can keep it positive. You know, like positive developments from week one. Um. Um, let's see. Oh, 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 how about, uh, quarterback play? Did, did you see any, anything on the field, uh, as far as sec quarterbacks go, maybe, uh, how Tennessee did against Bowling Green?
0: Um, you know, didn't watch, didn't get a chance to watch the Tennessee game because I was in Dallas. Uh, cause
2: I'll tell you, man, Josh Dobbs, that, that dude is a great football player. Um, and a credit to his university, which is a great university. Uh, and his football program. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, it, man, if if my team had to play his team, I'd be pretty scared and worried about that. And I'd probably uh, worry about that game in addition to all the ones that come between this game and that game. Is that you how you sure? feel?
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think probably Coach Saban is uh, preparing for that one uh, right now. I mean, forget about MTSU. And uh, Ole Miss and Georgia. Uh, I think he's probably focusing on Tennessee right now.
1: Well, I mean, Middle Tennessee by definition is you know it's, like it's, the diet of Tennessees.
2: Yes, they got yeah. they got old Josh Jobs too. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I,
0: I worry. I worry about that defense though, guys. Uh, Tennessee's defense. You give up that many yards and that many points to Bowling Green, and mm.
1: that's that's a classic bait and switch.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, how many how many yards is uh, you know Heisman contender Jacob Coker going to throw for against that defense?
1: Wow, who? I mean, I guess look, I'll give you, I'll admit that in the strictest sense that Jacob Coker is an eligible college football player. He is a Heisman contender. I will give yes. you that.
0: Yes, yeah. And, I was I, you can't see me right now, but my uh, tongue was definitely in my cheek. when That's I said fine. That.
1: That's hmm. fine. I mean, I, I will even say this, uh, which will make you happy, Zach. He he probably had a better statistical game than Jeremy Johnson did for Auburn.
0: Yes, he he did he did. I heard that uh, I heard old Jeremy struggled a little bit, but uh, Jeremy himself he's a self proclaimed Heisman uh, contender.
1: All right, um, let's Jason let's let's end our conversation with Zach by talking about I think the most important topic from an Alabama fan perspective right now, and that of course would be Ohio State's schedule. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right. Um, Zach, if you had to, if you had to rate Ohio State's schedule in terms of difficult physical activity, is this helping a friend move? Is this climbing a mountain? Is this, you know, what, what strenuous what strenuous thing does the Buckeye schedule compare to?
0: I would say it's uh, it would compare to a walk of about fifty feet in a uh, seventy two degree
2: uh, afternoon. People get hurt that way, though. <laughs> I mean, make- that's a, that's pretty strenuous exercise in uh, <laughs> <clears throat> certain states.
1: Wow! Wow! Jason went there.
2: All yeah. right. I didn't. I didn't mention any states.
1: That's fine. He could have met anyone. He probably met Colorado.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bunch of fat asses.
1: Uh, Zach, any, any last comments or questions you want to add before we we let you go?
0: Um no uh just you know i came here you know i i came on the uh the podcast because i thought y'all were gonna surprise me and and have spencer on so that he could answer some uh, fantasy football questions for me but uh sadly i'm disappointed that he's not here to answer those we'll, maybe uh, he's still still
2: dropping bombs on us we'll give you we'll give you
1: his email he's very <laughs> okay, excited Actually, we're so we're so he loves email. uh zach before we let you go can you give us one good roll tide please roll tide
2: All right, so uh, that was Zach. Thanks to him for joining us uh, and for hating on Twitter. Hope you Powerful can take lesson can Use a ladder.
1: Yeah, I mean, hate on Twitter and people will respond to you.
2: Big things can happen. Big things can happen. That's people, how. Uh, that, that's how Peter joined the apostles.
1: We're so goddamn stupid. People are nice to us on Twitter all the time, and we never like, hey, come on the podcast. Somebody talks shit and compares us to a Ben Affleck movie nobody saw, and we're like, all right. Let's here. Here's your chance. Well, it's say just your inefficient
2: piece. to try to you know to try to bring in the ones who are already in the circle. That's you got to reach out to those who are in the, in that circle of untrustables.
1: That's true. So we we sort of. I feel just, like I
2: trust Zach now.
1: We're evangelizing.
2: Yeah the uh, the good news of uh SoundCloud. I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> Our Lord and Savior.
2: <laughs> Our Lord and Savior Podcast SoundCloud, where uh, you can comment right when the beat drops. Yeah, and and you can say oh shit i'm running around my house right now hennessy you did it again so uh week one who did you like it i did it was it
1: was a good mix of unexpected and also teams that you hoped would look strong looking strong what would you say caught you most off guard
2: Hmm, probably the yeah the the bowling green player who was waving his shoe in the air <laughs> and since no one no one would uh no one would get him out of that situation, he took it upon himself to collapse. It was stricken down with a case of his shoe fell off. That was probably what caught me the most off guard, but as far as you know, teams and performances um Texas A&M's defense probably—they
1: were real good. I
2: don't—I mean, I, I you know you have high hopes for Chavis and and Muschamp as well, flipping around those SEC West defenses. But in, even even having high hopes for him eventually getting it right, I did not see it happening that quickly. We'll see if it can sustain, but you know for for a week one that was very impressive.
1: Meanwhile, we give John Hoke no credit for turning around that South Carolina
2: defense. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Anytime the other team's quarterback. uh gifts you two interceptions in place of touchdowns <laughs> that is nothing but x's and o's my friend that's
1: just that's just getting after it that yeah, just, I mean, that's just wanting it more
2: you you just outcoached that other team
1: that was I, I will say as as much as a lot of things were surprising about week one south carolina winning a game in which they absolutely looked like ass is a <laughs> tradition i embrace they're, they're your drunk uncle at Thanksgiving. You're like, oh, you can't change.
2: This is I just feel, who you are. We, we should probably nickname that game like the Hall of Fame game, like the NFL has. <laughs> just that detestable right. preseason opener that everyone's uh-huh. pumped for. Right. And then, like, the good players play about eight minutes.
1: And, and yeah, I was going to say, much like the Hall of Fame game, it features a bunch of players that you probably won't watch
2: after this. <laughs> yeah, half these rosters aren't really going to do, do anything anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh, the thing that surprised me most was probably Stanford laying a hell of an egg against Northwestern.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that sort of continued things that had been, like, major looming problems. Like... I mean, how many times could that defense bail out that offense? I agree. Not now, now that half that defense is gone.
1: I agree. And if Stanford had lost like seventeen to twenty-one, I maybe would buy that. Stanford scored six points. Yeah. Six. Yeah. That's that's pretty damn bad.
2: And that's with a uh, an experienced quarterback. Man,
1: experience means nothing. Is the lesson? Yeah,
2: experience is really stupid. Because Stanford it, it,
1: trotted out a what fourth-year quarterback.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, it Texas A and M is you know flipping between new guys and you know and
1: UCLA trotted out a trip UCLA sent
2: out a player whose last game was high school. He
1: he was born in 1997. What were you doing in
2: 1997? Uh, let's see. I was uh, well, I was wearing really big pants. I know that Absolutely. much.
1: Absolutely, Jenko life.
2: Probably right around there. Um, I might have been putting up with Scott at the point. At that point. Oh,
1: okay. I was gonna. I was gonna guess swing dancing.
2: Uh, well, the girls really liked it. So you kind of had to, right. you know, you kind of had to familiarize yourself with it. But it wasn't anything like, you know, to be listened to.
1: So there's a substantial chance that Josh Rosen was conceived to ska music.
2: Yes, think the about that. Mighty shit. Mighty Boston's, ha- oh, <laughs> UCLA owes a great debt to them. <laughs>
1: <sighs> uh, um so let's talk about a surprising thing that happened after Week One, and that would be. Or just earlier this evening, before we started recording, Texas made an interesting choice. Uh, Jason, can you explain what is going on and why Texas now has a orphanage worth of offensive coordinators?
2: Okay, so Charlie Strong came over to Texas, uh, brought with him his boy from Louisville, Sean Watson, who replaced a previous offensive coordinator there. That's one offensive coordinator. He also poached uh, Oklahoma State Uh, offensive line coach who got the actual title offensive coordinator uh, and at some point also took the the former a former play caller coordinator some such from Oklahoma Jay Norville as his receivers coach this past weekend due to only scoring three points (laughs) at Notre Dame uh, the third straight game with 10 points or fewer that uh, Sean Watson is now quarterback's coach wide receivers coach is now the uh, the play caller and Texas fans seem to indicate that Wickline is no longer the coordinator even though it's still his title. So in my eye you have at least two offensive coordinators right now and three total for the season.
1: Approaching, yeah, I was going to say it's approaching 3. If we round up it's 3.
2: It's it well I mean it, it's Three different people have done things that anyone would think of as offensive coordinator things within the past two days. So
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know you know what the next step is after this if things don't improve in like, I don't know, three weeks.
2: Yeah, just get rid of the whole offense. Nah,
1: Tim Beckman, bring him in. Yeah, why not? Fourth offensive coordinator. Isn't
2: he like a safeties coach in that his background? I don't think that matters. No, 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 not at all. I
1: don't think that matters. I'm just thinking if he'd be into it. Oh, Tim Beckman's going to need that job.
2: He's into a lot of stuff. Like He he seems pretty agreeable. They
1: got lasagna in Texas?
2: (laughs) Well, you got to pay for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's fine. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't know. This is what scares me. Charlie Strong loses badly to Notre Dame. A Notre Dame team that maybe is really good. I don't think we totally know that. And God knows Notre Dame fans are not really eager to jump on that bandwagon. No, they don't like it. They don't like it at all. Don't look at me. I'm
2: hideous. It makes it really fun to say they're going to be good. Right. And, And also because Notre Dame games broadcast on NBC are excellent. Excellent appointment viewing. NBC. NBC Sports. Best in sports.
1: Boom, boom, boom.
2: Um... But yeah, I I think Notre Dame's gonna be really good. I just I did not see them scoring 38 points on what was a top 10 defense. Go yeah. look at the numbers last year. Yeah, and you could say that yeah, the defense didn't get any help from the offense, but still they averaged like this is, Notre Dame had three
1: incompletions.
2: Yeah, Texas has big problems on both sides of the ball. The That's offense good. was pure ass. The defense was just you know off its game. Two percent ass. Yeah, not that, not that whole <laughs> Skim ass.
1: But it's just Charlie Strong's reaction to all of this, including this. Hey, let's add a third offensive coordinator. It feels very well, Must Champ. It feels I mean,
2: very well, Must Champ. We'll see how this goes, I guess. But like, what is the upside? Like, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe there's better play calling. But to me, that's that's secondary to development. You know, that's secondary to the players you're sending out there, and they still don't have a quarterback. It's the same quarterbacks going out there. They're just going to be throwing the different routes.
1: Well, like. yeah, it, it feels – it's kind of like they've decided to put on their own small version of The Bachelor. And Longhorn Network, if you're listening, you should absolutely turn this into your own personal version of The Bachelor because at the end of the day, they can't have three offensive coordinators next year, right? Like, so, At least one of these guys is getting fired. Or leaving for a different job, or maybe it goes
2: great and two of them get better jobs. elsewhere. no, that's not going to happen.
1: But like, there's no sister wives outcome here.
2: No, no, there are there are co oc situations. I mean, it worked pretty well for TCU last sure, year. Sure.
1: But I'll give you two. But, You're not getting three. You're not getting three. Three's but
2: greedy. That was with you know two guys who ran the same coherent system. You know who very clearly had a clear vision that matched. Here we're talking about. Like, one guy coming from Louisville where they just ran, like, let's score 11 points and mm-hmm. hold the other team to 10. One coming from Oklahoma State, which runs everything, you know, and uh, one coming from Oklahoma, which also runs everything. So, like, w- there is no common theme here at all, and that shows on the field. Maybe may, maybe, there's coherence going forward just as far as play calling go, but they still don't have an offensive line, uh, and... We have no clue if there's any hope at quarterback. So this will be fun.
1: Sweet. Uh, staying in the Big Twelve. Jason Kirk was was the Kansas State band making a dick.
2: You know, based uh, on based on the, based <laughs> on the visual <laughs> evidence, it sure looked like it. Yeah. And then uh, after their explanation, you 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 go back and look pretty closely, and uh, we had a story by James Dater at SB Nation where he he's actually you know. Looked at what an actual Starship Enterprise actually looks like, and there's sort of a dangling appendage there that just shouldn't be there. Right. And like, um, this is actually a good band. This isn't the kind of band that would just fuck something like that up. Like Roger Sherman found that they won some band award last year. Like this is an actual competent band. Um. So if something like that is messed up. You're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna wonder if it was meant to be or not, and if it's flying right into your rival's mouth, I yeah, mean, that, yeah, that's that's pretty good evidence. And then when the school comes out and punishes the band director, doesn't say it doesn't say, doesn't say that was a dick, but hits him with a, that was a dick punishment. <laughs> that was a dick. Um, <laughs> like when I first saw it, it was like, oh, okay, this looks like they just messed it up, and right. it just happens to look funny, but. Right every single thing that's happened since then
1: suggests that it was a dick
2: just is another piece of evidence on the dick pile
1: here's here's my thing if you know anything about space and space and spaceships you know that most spaceships are pretty phallic like you use an apollo era rocket ship with boosters and all that or even a space shuttle it kind of looks like a dick right yeah they picked the they picked the spaceship in all of fiction that probably looks the least like a penis.
2: Yeah, I mean, they not in one in Star Trek. That's just a box.
1: Uh, th- yeah, that sounds right. I
2: don't know. Okay, some, well, I, I guess some, that's also that's also sexy too. Somebody's um, real mad right now. It might be Zach. I'm sorry, Zach. The thing that I that that the thing that, that, that I that messes with the plausible deniability here is it wasn't shooting. No. It, it wasn't like firing missiles, even though that could have been a little bit That too could have been misinterpreted as well. as well. But like, it wasn't. Wh- when in the world is a spaceship going to ram something? Then we all die. I mean, yeah. I get Kansas State hates Kansas and would probably be fine with that, but I, don't, I just don't see any way that a spaceship would go ram a bird when you can just shoot it.
1: Especially a giant bird. At Especially a
2: Kansas Jayhawk. At that what's point, what's it going to do?
1: If you're a responsible sh- spaceship captain and you're like, oh shit, there's a giant. Cartoon bird that looks vaguely like the racist birds from Dumbo. I, I think. I think answer one is I should lie down.
2: You just said you. You just called the Jayhawk racist, and like every Mizzou fan just like got out of their chairs and started clapping. <laughs> I told you we're not the
1: only ones with a problematic history. <laughs> And then they burn something down for no reason. They burn a big down. Um, <laughs> it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's not what a responsible captain would do. He'd be like, hey, is are y'all seeing this? That's a, <laughs> that's a big bird, right? Should we ram it? I feel like ram it is not the first option. Ram it in the mouth! <laughs> ram it in the
2: mouth! Shove our spaceship down its throat! And shoot our way out. I don't know. I don't know what happens next. we we'll figure it out once we get in there.
1: At that point. I mean... In fairness, it was not the worst thing that happened in K- Kansas on Saturday. No, it's Ooh, a boy.
2: distant second.
1: Man, I, I, I will. You don't know really sucks about how that game ended for Kansas. What <laughs> oh, really? What? <laughs> so, so for those who weren't paying attention, Kansas lost to South Dakota State, go Jackrabbits, uh, when they were unable at the end of the game. I think down three to spike the ball in uh, South Dakota State territory because the snap was mishandled, and the quarterback going to retrieve the snap on what was supposed to be the clock-stopping play uh, grabbed the ball with his knees on the ground. So obviously the clock ran. Kansas was not able to get a playoff after that. Um, What sucks is that those refs, I would say... I'll I'll be generous. I'll say sixty percent of the time, the minute the ball is snapped, they're blowing the whistle because they know they like
2: they know what happens. Yeah, this is this I mean, of all the plays, this is the ultimate gimme play.
1: Like Pac twelve refs pack twelve refs would have blown the play dead and maybe given them ten yards as well. But these refs did their job right and that fuck kids over big time.
2: The fact that they knew wait, wait. Kansas might fuck this Kansas up, and literally up. the act of throwing the ball at the ground—that's an incomplete pass.
1: I hope. I hope like that this, is
2: fucking up on purpose. I Kansas hope, can't even fuck up on purpose.
1: I hope the side judge walked over to the head ref and was like, "Told you they fuck up."
2: I, I, I hate. I don't trust this team. Far as they can throw a football, which is the ground told you beneath they, them.
1: Told you they were running the fucky up offense, <laughs> <laughs> and they did. Um, uh, speaking of in terrible offenses that couldn't do anything right, let's talk about Penn State. Oh! Uh, he, he, now, Holy
2: now, I... Deep disquiet, deep disquiet in the pit of my stomach.
1: Man. I am, I am putting together this week in schadenfreude. Penn State is on there. You will not be surprised to learn. Right. Um, you, you <sighs> there's a lot of talk on there about how... <laughs> Penn State fans really respect Matt Rule, Temple head coach, for not running it up on him.
2: <laughs> I missed that. Oh, 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 in, in, in your story. I get it now. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's some good stuff. Yeah, that, it's this, mm. <laughs> I don't even have a joke. I now, don't have any commentary. Now
1: now where do you think Matt Rule played his college football?
2: He did play for uh, Joe Paterno, did he not? He, he
1: did. So even when Penn State loses, oh man, it's about the greatness of Penn State.
2: <laughs> Joe Pat still, you know, Joe brought him up right, didn't the he?
1: Spirit lives even. Ah, uh, if you lose to a Joe Pa, boy, it's almost like you won. Really Just feels
2: like you won. Hey, that's another one for Joe.
1: It's an honorable death. Uh, James Franklin is. Probably, I think we
2: got four ten now.
1: Yeah, I think that, I think that counts. That probably needs to count. Uh, but they did. They did decide to do an interesting team building exercise today, after the Temple game, in which um, they gave up ten sacks. I believe it was, including it what, was 10. 10 sacks, in- uh,
2: including one in which there were three down Temple linemen and one left the line. Yeah, there were there, there were Penn State had three times as many blockers as Temple had rushers, and. Uh, potential number 1 draft pick Christian Hackenberg. I feel like at this point when you say potential number 1 draft pick Christian Hackenberg, that's like saying former number 2 USF. Yeah, it just feels like a funny thing to put it, in front of his I, name that's kind of mean.
1: I am I yeah, I am I'm am putting it in the way. I am looking at it in the same way that like former big board met, uh, number 1 member um Matt Barkley. It feels that way. <laughs> that's not that's not good for you Penn State. Uh but they they were so disgusted, so disturbed by this game, so disappointed in their own effort that they went out to the practice field and they said, damn it, it's 2015. Get a shovel. We're going to bury this game tape.
2: Are there electronic copies?
1: I can't imagine there are. I can't imagine that it's all over the internet and the broadcasting rights already existed and were given to someone else. I can't imagine... it. Listen, listen. If you're a Temple fan, how are you not inundating the Penn State Athletic Department with DVDs of this right now? <laughs> hey, man, I made a flip book.
2: Flank, if if Temple has any sort of an aerial presence, an Air Force, a balloon, a zeppelin, anything, just go bomb that practice field with DVDs. Hey,
1: man, you got you got you need a mini disc? I got that. Wait, people I got can still see it. People can still see it. Hey, this is on iOmega Zip. You're welcome. <laughs> Like, just send it to them in every format possible. Oh, you like them big floppies, the five and a quarter? Yep, got it on that. It took about 30, but it's all there.
2: I, I do kind of feel, though, like, if you watch it, it's probably like watching the ring. Like, that's that's probably why they got rid of it. Like, if you if you actually sit down and try to watch Penn State's offense, sure. like, I don't know what crawls out of the screen at you, but it's going to take a while because it's only going to gain, like, one yard at a time, but Thanks. eventually it's going to get to you.
1: Here's the thing, though. If you had a cursed item, like the game tape of uh, losing to Temple and getting completely destroyed on the offensive line, burying it is a choice, and I understand that. But why would you bury it where you live? Why would you bury it at your house? (laughs) Like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. That's like, horror movies don't work that way. You hide it somewhere else so that unsuspecting campers, I don't know, maybe a Rutgers, comes upon it and says hey let's watch this tape and then they're all dead
2: i don't know maybe uh maybe that way you can keep an eye on it i don't know you know when whatever emerges from it it's it it, it's you you can see it that way that's true and it's gonna it's only gonna lumber and shuffle it's not anything that's gonna like you know really dart at you it's just gonna you got time to finish practice so
1: so it's it's of the jason school the the, the horror monster not the you i should make (laughs) clear Although now that I think about it, Jason does have the same like he probably loves Arkansas and Utah. Uh they just keep they just keep coming. They just do their job quietly and just keep coming. Not about speed. Yeah, that's true. Not about just being about unstoppable and avenging I don't know. Your mother's death, it's unclear. I didn't watch these films.
2: Uh he went to hell.
1: He did go to point. hell and space.
2: Just like Kansas City. So, State. We, anyway, we're talking about Penn State. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, here's another one where, um, how does this get better? (laughs) And, like, one thing is, yeah, they're facing Temple, which is a really, really gross matchup for Penn State because there's no upside. Like, Penn State's biggest weakness, the offensive line, matches up really terribly with the mid-major team's defense that is, like, legit good and returned uh, everybody. Right. So, like, there's no way for that not to be embarrassing you you still don't want to give up twenty seven points and you wanna score more than ten, but like there was no way for this to go impressively for Penn State. No. But like surely there's some other big ten teams with defense is as good as Temples.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting season. You might want to
2: take a look at that game film, whether it's cursed or not.
1: Here's the shit. If you're Penn State and you're thinking like, mm, I think we gotta fire our offensive coordinator, who are you gonna hire? They're all at Texas now. <laughs> They're, They're hoarding bang the market. They're hoarding. It's like the Oregon Trail. You're going to have to trade some wagon axles and some clothing.
2: <laughs> Brutal. That's 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 a Steve Patterson move right there. Offensive coordinators 895. <laughs> or best offer. <laughs>
1: uh, you want to do some reader questions before we get to week 2?
2: Yeah, let's do it.
1: All right, you got you got one you want to start with or you want me to throw it out?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll <clears throat> let's see. I'll hit one that's just a good comment and okay. then I'll the question uh from uh g butter snaps brendan underscore 11 do you think louisville wearing meemaw's decorative plates as helmets sets a bad precedent for player safety um i'm just gonna say that's a good way to describe those helmets they did look like that if you didn't see them, go look them up also from joker strength on twitter who is this year's 2007 usf i forgot i already mentioned them but this year's a 2007 USF. Show. Oh
1: man, you said it three times. Now they're
2: now they're <laughs> this, totally good. the team that comes out of absolutely nowhere to rank way up high. That was the year where Kansas and Mizzou and uh, West Virginia and various other teams also ranked up there. But there's that. That's not the craziest thing in the world. Right. I guess Kansas is, but USF is like the, the is this is this even a real school at that point? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and this point, sorry, Jim, Jim Levitt. Oh. He did some things. So this year, you know, it's you need three things here. You need probably a non-power. You need a team with just a schedule that just sneaks up on you, you know, where you just look up and, holy shit, this team's got 10 wins. Uh, and, and you need, you know, an actually a good team. The, the three contenders I see, one is basically the same as last year. It's Marshall. The only problem being that they still don't have any actually good teams. They just got past Purdue, and that's not going to count for much unless Purdue really surprises and is a bowl team. Uh, The other two, each would have to pull an upset. Uh, There's Navy at Notre Dame, and there's Appalachian State at Clemson. Ooh. I think both of those teams are really good. Okay. Uh, Navy, when I do my bowl projections each week, I got a board where I, you know, I keep track of wins and losses. And it is hard finding enough losses for Navy not to be a top 25 team unless they get upset at some point. There's there's at Notre Dame, at Memphis, at Houston. If they win one of those games, then it seems pretty likely to me they're a 10-2 and two team. So let's just say Navy uh, upsets Notre Dame, which they've done before. Mm-hmm. There's a very good chance that at the end of the year, the playoff committee is like, "What the fuck do we do, with what Navy? do we do with Navy? We can't let this team in."
1: Especially because they won't. They technically, I believe, the playoff committee makes all, all its decisions before the Army Navy game, right?
2: Right. They, they've actually they worked out a contingency for this, like this off season, where if Navy is in the running, they're just gonna wait. So it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Man. They're gonna wait to make sure they beat Army, which oh, okay. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I can really see Navy going on a pretty good run. Uh, you know, they, they, they usually seem to have one or two games where just the same thing happens to them as they do to other teams. It's right. like, ah, you shouldn't have lost that game. But they got a good quarterback. You know, they can they, they can beat anybody. But let's see, the the other team is uh, App State, and, you know, they return a ton. They really turned it on last year. Um, if they find a way to upset Clemson, I guess this week, you know, that's, that's a Clemson that – Still a little iffy at quarterback. We don't know if this, if Deshaun, if Deshaun is, uh, you know, if he can stay healthy. He's only had a few really good games. Um, they just lost their best receiver. Still replacing a ton on defense. I don't. I we're not going to pick App State, but if App State gets past Clemson, the the table's pretty set. That's their only hard non-conference game. So I would say I would throw out those three as uh, as the likeliest contenders. All
1: right, I'm gonna throw out one more just because I'm a dick. Florida International, boom. Yeah, they just they just beat UCF. They play Indiana this week. Oh. And then after that, like it's it's just the rest of their Conference USA schedule, which has some teams on it, you know, they they will have to play Louisiana Tech and all everything quarterback Jeff Dreskel. Uh-huh. They will have to play Marshall. They will have to play Old Dominion. Which went into Eastern Michigan and ground out a win.
2: I mean, if you can drag UCF into the deep water and come out with a 15 14 win, I mean, it, yeah, UCF's about as good as any of those teams, Indiana included. So. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Damn, that's cold.
2: Well, UCF. I'm sorry, that's probably rude to USF, UCF, but.
1: <clears throat> that's fine. I, no, I understand what you're doing. Uh, okay, let's go with this question. This is from Pete Mortenson. At more Pete, why is FSU ducking northwestern
2: been wondering that
1: you know it's a good question
2: because who who do the Knowles have in the at a conference this year? they just beat Texas state sheesh I'll tell you what any FSU fan who's making fun of Ohio State's schedules should
1: be quiet look look carefully at their own their <laughs> own they beat, so they they just beat Texas state yeah, they're going to play u s f mm-hmm um. And then the rest of the season, they have uh, the following road games: Boston College, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, which yeah, okay. that's legit. Clemson, yeah, that's mm-hmm. legit, and Florida, which no, oh. no. So yeah, I'm not I'm not wildly impressed by this schedule as uh,
2: either. They, the other and when do they go to Chicago's true true <clears throat> Big Ten team?
1: Ooh, does not happen. They they could have on Saturday, November twenty first. When they have a not, when they don't have a conference opponent, you know who they're playing instead: Chattanooga. Chattanooga. If, if if Florida State has an ounce of character, an iota of self-respect and love of the game, they will cancel that game with Chattanooga and play Northwestern.
2: Go to Chirac, son. Make <laughs> that, That's that's not even halfway to Chicago. Yeah. Even if you, you know, walk it back to actually Evanston, which is not Chicago. Shh, don't don't do this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't do
1: this, uh, Jason. Do you have one more question for us?
2: Uh, yes. Let's see here. Uh, from Jake Whittaker at Jake Whittaker. How many SEC teams will schedule Lightning Storm for a non-conference game? <laughs> last year? Of course, Lightning Storm is the team that uh, battled Florida to a draw last year and this year held up impressively against LSU. Uh, is currently 0-0 after uh, a two-game two tour through the SEC. Lightning
1: Storm uh, has yet to be scored upon.
2: <laughs> I think the fact that Lightning Storm, due to its own conference schedule, can only have four conference games means uh, the answer is four. It's just going to be just the maximum possible amount of teams going after Lightning Storm. This is- I did, did, did you see the LSU? Uh, their AD is claiming they're going to lose, I think, 1.5 to 3 million due to Lightning Storm based on, uh, according to how, how much they can get back from the insurance.
1: Yeah, but think about how much Lightning Storm is going to use that money to build its facilities, improve its recruiting.
2: Listen, Light- I hate when people talk down on not scheduling Lightning Storm because, you know, entire local communities depend on Lightning Storm having those funds come through from the bigger programs. That's Th- right. That funds a lot of scholarships.
1: That's absolutely true. I mean, I know several people who went to Lightning Storm. They're good <laughs> folks. I just respect the hell out of them. <laughs> They is, are they are made of static. I should point that out.
2: <laughs> they're so fast, though. So, so goddamn fast.
1: So goddamn fast. Uh, let's do one more question before we get to week two. This is from some guy. That is his handle. Uh, on Twitter, at AGD03. His question, I am an Aggie. How much longer can I enjoy the ongoing clown show at Texas without becoming a bad person? Hmm. I think this is a pretty easy question. And the answer is as long as you don't play them keep like keep enjoying it. The as somebody who uh has been on both sides of a declining rivalry, both the team watching the formerly great rival sort of wither away and the withering away team, it only it only eats at you because you that rivalry is something you watch every year and you would in some part of you like it to be good, or like that team to be good, so that if you whip them 42-3, to 3, it means something. It's not just beating up on a shitty team that barely makes a bowl game. Yeah, it actually hurts them. But A&M and Texas ain't playing. Yeah, so you gotta, get, you
2: gotta go get something.
1: So so it, it, it literally doesn't impact you in a meaningful
2: way, so just keep hating. This is like when the U.S. and Russia wouldn't sell it on the field. That's right. So all they had was message board battles in the Caribbean and Southeast Asia.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, they boycotted each other's Olympics. I'm not saying Texas A&M should organize its own Olympics ga- games and not invite Texas.
2: But I am I, saying, I I am like saying that'll get on sides, SEC Network. Let's see. a and M. I I mean, I'm trying to find a reason why... A&M would not be Russia and Texas would not be America, can, and that's not a compliment to Texas no, no. necessarily. No, And it's not necessarily
1: I mean, it's just, a diss to Texas A&M. Right,
2: right. I just see, like, you know, the the, the, the rigid, you know, uh, uh, culture iconogra- of A&M. You know, iconography that I, I can just picture P- Putin, like... Marching with the cadets and all that, and uh-huh. like worshiping a dog seems right. like something. And, like, you know, <laughs> hey,
1: like uh, Laika, was the first, you know, <laughs> first collie in space.
2: And then, like, Texas, all they give a shit about is money, you right. know, right? And like not actually caring about anything, kind of just showing up, you know. So, anyway, yeah, uh, at, at this point, Texas thinks they have scoreboard over AM mm-hmm. because the last time they played football, uh, Texas won. But I think anyone who's been paying attention knows that a and has scoreboard at this point. They have not played each other. Uh, but, like, everything that has happened since then has gone a way. So to me, if you're an a fan, have no shame at all. Yeah. If Just any, if keep anything, piling on until they can't take it anymore and they actually play because then it would be good for everybody.
1: If anything were for them to get worse, because then a can colorably say... Oh, we don't play Texas because we don't want to water down our <laughs> schedule. And goddamn, wouldn't that feel great if you're an Aggie fan?
2: Oh my god, if if A&M's AD came out and said,
1: "No, we think Well,
2: we play one challenging team non-conference that year and, and otherwise we we felt it would be good to good to share the Aggie love, get get, you know, with some of these smaller programs we around just, the state."
1: We just felt NC State was a more competitive
2: program for us to face. Hey, listen. We play that year. We play Sam Houston State, Rice, and Texas. It's just it's just good to uh, good to support <laughs> local programs. We're always we're big fans of Texas football, and we do what we can to to enrich it throughout the state, no matter how far away it may be from uh, from from quality militaristic uh, cult discipline. It,
1: it doesn't matter if they play in a big conference or in a conference at all or whatever
2: Texas is in. <laughs> hey, listen. Even if they're if even if they're an independent like our our, our friends in Austin. <laughs>
1: that you say independent we say poor homeless man <laughs> they're they're essentially the same
2: thing they got a rich homeless man like they got just got a really great winnebago but nowhere to put it
1: <laughs> no gas and no wheels <laughs> okay
2: because <laughs> they, they basically got a battleship let's like stuck <laughs> in a canyon
1: you laugh but they, they would absolutely take that at quarterback right now <laughs> put battleship in canyon, Can-
2: canyon battleship
1: swoops isn't working out put canyon battleship in let him give him a shot at least uh, he's literally a battleship stuck in a canyon. Whatever can't be worse than swoops. <laughs> and that was my Texas impression. I love you, Longhorn fans. Jason, let's look at week two. A, a, a shrill like uh, we have. This is what happened. We got on the interstate of week one, and we hit the gas, baby. We were flying. It felt great. Wind was in our hair. We were listening to the alt rock song of our choice. Things are wonderful. Week two, oh man, yeah, this oh. it's a little backed up on the interstate.
2: This is uh, this week really goes to show how bullshit the first month or so of this sport is because week one it was like yeah, there's like you know six really good games and then a bunch of stuff. We kind of hope a cool vine emerges. This week, at that with the really good games, it's not quite six, but. Uh, Maybe can, we'll get even more vines. Can you? All right. Let's. All right. Let's. Let's
1: agree on what the actual good games uh, are on this schedule, in no particular order. One of them is Mississippi State LSU, correct? Yeah, I I'd, I'd put that up
2: there. Uh, Mississippi State looks fine, looks decent, and LSU uh, got tripped up by lightning storm. Got but tripped up by lightning excited storm. to see how they do against Light- a uh, against a less formidable <laughs> opponent.
1: Uh, Oklahoma-Tennessee has some promise, although unclear, as our previous uh, call-in, call-in guest Zach pointed out, how good <laughs> Tennessee's defense is at this juncture. I'd, I'd I, Yeah,
2: I would agree. That game is up there. That would be good no matter what. Right. Uh, the best game is probably Oregon-Michigan State. Sure. Uh, might might be the biggest game of the season so also, far. So
1: Also, both teams with more questions than they had at this point when they played last year. Sure. But, but that that has potential to sort of be a uh, each team picking apart the other's weaknesses, so I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But, and, and uh, I don't know, Boise State, BYU might be good. It's a real big question what BYU does now that they uh, have lost their quarterback again, and Boise State didn't look
2: all that great dispatching
1: with Washington at home.
2: It's, a, it's sort of the junior Oregon-Michigan State, because it's two teams where it's like, yeah, I don't know if they looked all that good in week one. Like even BYU, you know, they scored the win in Nebraska, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have. Yeah, it's uh ugh. and then like the fifth biggest game. I mean, you know
1: what it is. You know what it is. I don't want to say it. You know what it is.
2: I know. I know what it is. Four but...
1: forty-five in the PM in the Eastern time zone. It's uh, not noon. No man. It's not at like eleven thirty no, Eastern. Man. 10, 10 AM local. This is this is prime early bird dinner.
2: Man, the CBS game is doomed. Yeah,
1: you go to you go to your local hibachi restaurant. You ask them put on El <laughs> <laughs> and they will, and then they'll flip a shrimp right into your cocktail, right already into your be drink. Uh, Iowa at Iowa State. Whew. Now this is
2: the fifth biggest game of the weekend.
1: Un- un- unquestionably, it's not even like like <laughs> we we say a lot of dumb things on the full cast.
2: This it just is, is.
1: This just is.
2: Like they both won their games last week uh, against pretty good FCS teams, and they both looked fine doing it. And they hate each other, and kind of won't admit it or whatever. But this is the fifth biggest game of the weekend. That's amazing.
1: So I am on a I am on StubHub right now for this game. This game is being <laughs> played in Ames at Jack Trice Stadium. Uh, give me give me a rough section of the stadium. That you would you would be interested in tell me if you want to sit 50 yard line if you want to sit uh, you know somewhere in one of the corners lower bowl upper bowl and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna see how accurately you can guess what a ticket is going for and step up
2: okay well I'll tell you where I like to sit I like to sit a uh, corner upper like very first row right there okay to right. me that's like it's like a perfect perch over everything
1: all right so we're gonna put you in section B and you want you want to be pretty far down in that row right?
2: Yeah, as close as I can get.
1: So I can do, uh, I can do row ten for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, how much are you willing to pay per ticket for for upper corner tenth row at El Asico? <laughs> how
2: much am I willing to <laughs> yeah, pay? Yeah,
1: yeah. What do you What do you think is fair market price? Um, I'm going to quote you the lowest available.
2: Okay. Uh, let's say it's going for eighty dollars. One
1: hundred and fifty.
2: Hundred and fifty. I was halved.
1: Uh give me one more. Let's try this. Let's see if you can do a little better.
2: Uh I'll do the I'll I'll do the opposite corner.
1: Okay. So you <laughs> so you still want to sit in the other corner. Uh, <laughs> you want to sit low as well, right?
2: Give give me dead center on the fifty. Close as I can get.
1: But you want to be upper or lower deck?
2: Lower. 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 I wanna oh, smell want,
1: it. You want the good seats. Okay. All right. So we're gonna put you in section eight. That's pretty good. I can get wow. you to you wanna be row four or you wanna be a little further back than
2: that? I'll take four. I'll take four. Yeah. All
1: right, you ready, buddy? How much you paying for these Primo, <laughs> Section Eight, Row Four, beautiful? The Asico L Asico is yours. How much you paying per ticket?
2: Uh, sh- um, I'm gonna guess three seventy five.
1: Ooh, you you overbid a little. Three forty. Oh, pretty close. Three forty. The lowest price, by the way, for any ticket according to StubHub, which is not a sponsor. Although if they want to throw us money, that's great. Uh. $98 to get into El Asico. Good God. So if you and a buddy want to go to see Iowa, Iowa State just to get in the door, that's 200 big ones. These
2: people care.
1: They care a lot. And you know what? <laughs> the CyHawk Trophy is at stake. You know who else is going to be there, right?
2: Yeah, uh, yes. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Someone who has also defeated an FCS opponent, so to speak. Uh, that's going that's that's Mr. Donald Trump who's gonna great. be in the house.
1: Someone who knows the who understands, you know, it's good that tickets for this game are all in the triple They're digits. So premium because <laughs> to keep Donald,
2: out the rabble.
1: Donald Trump really understands what tasteful uses of money are. <laughs> it's is, is a
2: premium product that the haters and the losers just can't understand. <laughs>
1: everyone everyone loves Iowa, Iowa State. Who doesn't? Boise
2: State BYU is a disgusting game full I, of full of feminists.
1: Full of, Rosie O'Donnell is at the Oregon game this weekend. <laughs> um, I, I would be very in favor of Donald Trump purchasing rights to El Asico Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm.
1: just renaming it like Trump Bowl.
2: Trump Bowl. That's exactly what he would call Trump-O. it. Trump you know? Bowl. <laughs> and the trophy is... Uh... I guess you get to meet him or something.
1: Yeah, you get to you get to fly around with a helicopter in him for five minutes, and that's it. For <laughs> Iowa, and then he t- he lists his favorite biblical characters. <laughs> well, I love Xenomorph Queen; she's great.
2: This is so Iowa,
1: very Iowa. Um, is there any other game that we should talk about in week two?
2: Good God! Um, here's
1: what, here's let's do this. Find me one game that might be sneaky interesting. I realize this is hard. I realize I didn't prep you at all for this.
2: There is... Okay. Toledo, Arkansas. And I say this not just because I'm an Arkansas fan. Right. Um, Toledo should be pretty good. Uh, they should have a decent defense, and they should have a sort of a Matt-grade offense. Mm-hmm. And Arkansas, I feel like we you know, they look good against UTEP, but I feel like we don't quite know... Uh, their passing game, and we don't quite know uh, if their defense is is fortified after losing a bunch. So, the Rockets, Rockets could put some points up. It's about okay. as far as I'll go there. But okay. uh, let's see, Notre Dame at Virginia. I mean, Virginia just got lit up by uh, another young quarterback, and will probably put up even fewer points against Notre Dame. Probably, but you never know. Uh. Mm, Kentucky, South Carolina.
1: <laughs> that was the one I was hoping you'd
2: pick. We have two. The, the SEC is probably the two, SEC's two greatest chaos teams. Right. Would, would you say that?
1: Uh Yeah. I think that the potential for complete anything is
2: there with both of those. I mean, I feel like Auburn is like. Especially when they play. Auburn's each a other. chaos team, but they're actually good. Right. These two teams, it's just like, I don't know what's going to happen. This is going to be weird. Right. Um.
1: There's one more game I want to highlight here. And that's at 3.30, and I believe our colleague and good friend and former mystery guest, Brian M. Floyd, is going to this game. Oh, no. As Washington State at Rutgers.
2: Don't do it. Brian. hmm Buddy. Well, now, they were talking about the uh, the Wazoo that just lost to Portland State. Portland State. Right. Uh, after the first half, they decided, you know what? Fine, we'll do it your way. We'll run the ball. <laughs> we'll run the ball like 25 <laughs> times and barely even throw it. And then I, well, that didn't work, did it? That was just illogical. We're orally up 10-0. That's not enough. Well, that's, clearly, that didn't work. We better get back to what we do. Yeah. So. And uh, heading up to uh, play Rutgers. <laughs> Piscataway. Which I think in the past what month or so, Rutgers has lost, what, like four defensive backs?
1: Yeah. They're,
2: Including their best one? The one, the one oh, man.
1: Poor so, Ka- like, poor
2: if Kyle gets out there, like, playing wazoo ball, that could be dangerous, could. but I do not uh, But they just lost
1: to, a, uh, like, a meh FCS team. And Ruckers yeah. is Ruckers, but Ruckers just tuned the shit out of an FCS team.
2: <laughs> Based on the FCS precedent, this is going to go bad for the Cougs.
1: Like, Brian, I-, I don't know if you're listening to this. Don't do this. Like, Can you drink in Rutgers Stadium? legally you are you suggesting that wazoo fans care about the league i mean part? i know they will i'm just yeah. i'm
2: just trying to figure i don't it. believe they have
1: alcohol sales in the stadium now
2: okay but it also like security's not super heavy do you think that Kook fans will let's see so i've never i've never been in right around that area you, you've scouted oh, it out yourself oh, it's
1: beautiful i've been twice i am how do you I'm think the alcohol broken.
2: reserves will hold up to angry Kook fans
1: uh I can tell you that Rutgers fans are wholly, un- by and large, are wholly unprepared for what is going to happen.
2: Yeah, that's all I'm interested in here. That's, yeah. that's 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 my key matchup is like, uh, the the Rutgers liquid reserves.
1: The it's entirely possible that midway through the game, if Rutgers is winning, Washington State will forcibly commandeer part of the stadium and turn it into a microbrewery. <laughs> and just never relinquish it we'll just be like yeah you want to go to a ruckers game we can also get some really good
2: rebel brew we'll also get some washington alcohol
1: some washington alcohol what that's the name yeah that's the name
2: of it so <laughs> we, we didn't want to take the time to name it they're they're so, drinking it
1: they're so fucking depressed they didn't want to name it <laughs> washington all alcohol. All it, alcohol because you'll all die one day
2: <laughs> go kooks